We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on what feels like a Monday, but it's actually a Tuesday. Hopefully you had a very good President's Day on the way. Going to be getting to the Joe Rose Show, talking to once a cane, always a cane, Shaq Quarterman and his preparations for the NFL Draft. The Dan Levitard Show has those weekend observations. Then Hawk and Crowder, Kenny Smith's got them a little honked off. We'll hear from them in just a while, and maybe the week that will be on the Hawk and Crowder show. But right now, the headlines that you need right now. The Panthers defeated the Sharks yesterday 5-3. They look to keep the momentum going tomorrow when they play the Ducks in Anaheim at 10. Following his dunk contest win, Derek Jones Jr. has signed a shoe deal with Puma. The Heat resumed play Thursday in Atlanta. The Marlins held day one of team workouts yesterday. They opened the season March 26th against Philly here in Miami. The Canes basketball team looked to keep their winning ways going with a third consecutive win tomorrow night when they go on the road and play Virginia Tech at 9. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Denny Hamlin won his third Daytona 500 yesterday after the race had been delayed Sunday due to weather. Inter-Miami CF has agreed to a Jersey sponsorship deal with Qatar Airways. The deal is suspected to be worth $200 million. Also, single-game tickets for the squad are going on sale this week. First home game, March 14th, against the LA Galaxy. And now, we take a step into the day spa. (sighs) North Korea's Kim Jong-un has spent an estimated half a million dollars on Russian horses over the past decade. So now he can ride in on his white horse and address his starving public. Skunk cabbage has popped up along the roadside of many North Carolina highways. The plant smells of rotten meat and if eaten can be fatal. Why is it allowed to remain on the side of the roads? It gives off enough heat to melt snow. Hmm, terrible smell and death to melt a little snow? Sounds like a fair trade-off. Authorities in Louisiana spent hours trying to wrangle a loose bull. I don't know what's sadder that it took hours to capture one single bull, that deputies had nothing better to do, or that tactics dollars went to a bunch of bull. Headline reads, Red Fox escapes enclosure at Oklahoma City Zoo. As he was running away, I'm guessing he was yelling, it's the big one. You hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. And it... Australian man is credited with saving a gecko's life after fishing it out of his beer mug and performing CPR on the small reptile. Pretty good day for the reptile. He got free beer, a near-death experience, and he got to go home and tell the story. And a woman who once ran for mayor of Colorado Springs has been arrested for posing as a photographer, drugging another woman with a cupcake, then trying to steal the young mother's baby. That will earn her my hot mess of the day. Now on the weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. Win $25,000 in cash at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries every Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day now through March 21st. 
Grand prize, $25,000 giveaway, Saturday, March 21st. Visit HeileyLaPark.com for details. If you missed it this morning, too much partying on President's Day because it can get wild thinking about all those presidents. No worries, I got you covered. The Joe Rose Show caught up with the U's. Shaq Quarterman, who will soon be in the league. What did they talk about? His combine versus pro day, his 40-yard dash, the diet and exercise in preparation for the league that he's going through, the interviews that he is preparing for in the NFL, and where he works out at here in Miami. I know what's coming up, man, and you know what it is now that the uh, All-Star Games are over. It's the old combine. For you, is the combine going to be bigger or your pro day? How are you treating it? Treating it as everyone should. You know, it's a very big platform to uh, display your talent. I'm ready. You know, I'm treating it like, you know, it's the Super Bowl, and I'm going to treat the pro day like it's the Super Bowl as well. You know, just <laughs> right one after the other, you know. Well, listen, it's uh, it's going to be fun. And by the way, because it's going to be on NFL Network and everybody watches, how important is a 40-yard dash to a linebacker? In this day and age, it's pretty important. You know, you can't be the uh, the, the typical run stopper. You, you got to be able to run a little bit to play in this game. You have to nowadays, you know. It's evolving to a passing league. You have to be able to cover and run in space. So I think it's, it's, it's a little important, uh, a little more important than people like to think. Is that the biggest thing you're kind of training for for the combine? I know there's plenty of things, the cone drill, this, that, everything, but the 40-yard dash is the biggest thing you're kind of getting ready for? Oh, most definitely, only because that's the biggest knock on my on my um, my, my tape. You know, uh, I have plenty of tape. I've been starting for four years. You know, I've never missed a game. So the football tape is there. They, they know I can play ball. You know, the questions come, you know, how fast am I, you know, how athletic am I? And that's what I have to show them, you know, I have to show them that I'm very athletic, you know. And, and once I do that, uh, my stock will jump tremendously. So can you share your goal for a 40 just so we match up while Zach and I are sitting in our beds watching uh, Combine <laughs> and you're 40. Here come the linebackers and that University of Miami linebacker, Shaq Quarterman, what kind of time would you like to run? Uh, my goal is to run a, a low 4-6, something in that nature. That's a good time. Yeah, that'll do That'd it. be a good time to go right. with that 400-plus tackles you've had, right, man, in, right. in, uh, in college. That'll be great. So, I, so I, I read also, Shaq, that you were talking about, you know, um, especially after the season, the covering of running backs. You know, obviously that happens a lot in the NFL where they're looking for mismatches and they always think the running back's the mismatch of the linebacker. How, how are you kind of getting yourself prepared for that also by training uh, for that specific thing? Uh, well, honestly, it comes down to two things, which is one, uh, getting more in shape, you know, uh, losing a lot of weight, which I've done. You know, this year I played at about 237, 238. Uh, at this moment, I'm 230 pounds flat, you know, and still decreasing. So that's one thing. The other thing is I'm just practicing it more. You know, when I was at Miami, uh, I was more of the, the Mike linebacker, you know, and I was so well at stopping the run and, and uh, being a, a field general for the rest of the team. You know, I didn't really have to go out and cover running backs. You know, I had my Romeo families and my Mike Pickens for that, you know, but I was very, very good at, you know, making sure everybody was in the right place, you know, being a, being a leader out there on the field, which is where they needed me as a focal point in the middle of the field. So it's really just me doing it. You know, I never needed to do it that often in college. So now I have to show them that, you know, it's not because I couldn't do it that I didn't. I just didn't need to. All right, Shaq. So so I, I, I'm i hearing what you're saying. You dropped seven or eight pounds here uh, to get ready for, for what's coming up here over the next couple of months. Do you have to give up certain foods or do you change the diet? Help, help us out. Us, all us guys are a little bit overweight here. What, what'd you do? <laughs> 
I definitely had to change my diet just a little bit, but honestly, it's not. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. You know, once you get into a regimen, you know, of anything, it becomes easier. So I really cut out a lot of starches and and simply a lot of bread, and the weight really fell off. Of me, to be honest, you know, I changed the time that I ate. You know, instead of eating around, you know, eight forty-five, sometimes I had to make sure that I made a conscious effort to eat at seven o'clock, and that was it. After that, I'm drinking straight water. I'm I'm hydrating and things of that nature. We're we're screwed, Zach. Oh I no, sir. I, that's a, he gave he gave up bread. Right? How am I giving up sourdough bread? Which right. I like. I mean, and just drinking water past seven o'clock at night. That's yeah. never gonna happen either. Yeah. That's, wait. What? So I have a question. So now that you're on this and it's working, obviously, what's the one thing you gave up? The one thing you gave up that you're missing the most right now. Not trying to put you over the edge here, but just for us big guys out here, what's the one thing? One thing is definitely mac and cheese. Definitely. Have you had his mouth as well? By the way, I just had mac and cheese with bacon bits in it. We stop. We're talking. Oh, God, was it good? Trying to tempt Shaq? Don't do that. No, I went to nine five four and and I threw a little mac and cheese with that steak and it was so good. Way to throw it right in Shaq's face. Oh, yeah. I think he's doing this on purpose to me. Right. (laughs) He's a bad man. He's a bad man. No, no, that's a good carb. Let's just call that a good carb. (laughs) Shaq, I want to ask you. Everybody during this draft stuff, and you can read it, and you can hear 20 different guys that do this for a living. Give your thought. Have you blocked out all the mock drafts and what all these guys are saying about you? Have you told everybody close to you, no, thank you, I don't want to know, or do you like to know? No, I don't. Even, I don't even like to know because at this point, you know, it's all. It's a lot of it is speculation right now. You right. know, after the Super Bowl, there's not much. There's no football going on. You know, so what do they do? You know, they make these mock drafts. You know, and then you have to think about who is making these mock drafts, and and you don't want to get into any of that. So it's best to just keep your head down through this process. You know, the mock drafts do get a lot more accurate. You know, after the combine, right? After pro day, but up until then, you know, it's all just a lot of guys behind computers making their mock drafts. And that's fine, but I tend not to really care about it until, you know. It's pretty interesting. Everybody that we've had on through the years that was waiting to get drafted has always said they have that one person in their life that really cares about them, whether it's a friend or a family member that's always giving them updates like, damn, dog, you want to see what that guy Kuiper said? Damn, dog, you want you, you don't have that guy, do you, or, or that, that person? No, my family, we have a real good uh, – Oh, good. We have a lot great communication when it comes to that you know they feel the same way i do you know they know that all these mock drives are just simply that uh until after the combine after the pro day so we don't even uh we don't even look at that stuff to be honest hey uh you know what else is is coming up it's pretty interesting you're gonna be doing a lot of interviews that you know at the combine and they're gonna give you that time and you go in there some are trying to throw you off some are gonna ask you negative stuff they're gonna ask some are gonna be jackasses some are gonna be normal uh whether jeff ireland's there or not anyway i was just wondering for you, can you get ready for all the questions that might be asked, or do you work on that stuff too? Oh, most definitely. But I've been doing interviews since I was in high school. My parents, even before I started getting recruited heavily, my parents would make me sit down, you know, make me stop whatever I was doing and bring me downstairs to sit down and interview me on a multitude of different topics, a thousand different questions, you know. So I came into college with a little bit of experience already and then through college and then especially when I went to the Shrine game a couple months ago or 
Yeah, in January, right. you do a lot of interviews there, the same type of interviews you're going to get at the combine, you know. So I've been vetted, you know, and I'm, I'm ready for it. I know why. They, they ask certain questions, try to get underneath your skin. You know, it's all a process. As long as you don't forget that, then you'll definitely be fine. Shaq, I know that one of the guys you look up to is John Beeson, one of your mentors, one of the guys that gives you advice. What kind of advice has he given you since the season ended, getting ready and preparing for not only the biggest interview of your life and the biggest kind of job interview at the combine, but for the draft and everything after that? Honestly, he's, he's told me that I already have everything I need, you know, and that that really let me relax just a little bit. You know, he know he told me that this process is going to be a long one. You know, the the first year you get into the league is always the hardest, the longest year. You go straight from your senior year to these, you know, all star games to the combine, the pro, all that stuff. You know, he just told me that to enjoy it, but at the same time, you know, to make sure you you be about your business. A lot of guys will fall short just because they don't have the professionalism to to hang through this year. You know, a lot of people get tired and they can't hack. He just told me, just enjoy it. And with the way that I carry myself, I'll definitely be fine after uh, the draft happens, Shaq, no matter where, where I go. Where are you working out at these days, Shaq? Where, where are you here in South Florida working out? Uh, performance Systems with Pete Bomarito, the guru. Yeah, no, he's, hey, listen, he's got everybody that we know. Is there somebody there that just blows your mind when you're working out going, we always hear Frank Gore stories over there, like Frank's been doing this damn near 40 now right. and still carrying the rock. Have you seen anybody over there and you're just going, wow. Look at these workouts. Can't, I'm not going to lie to you. It's funny that you bring Frank up because Frank works out there uh, right now. So every month I'm coming in there getting ready for my, you know, trying to make my first year, you know, my rookie year, try to make it to the league. And here he is, you know, years of time put in, you know, a uh, future Hall of Famer in there is doing the same thing he did before he got in the league. So it's really inspiration, you know. He, he is a different breed. He's also my favorite running back. <laughs> he ever. Right. He's a different, so. they don't make him like Frank. I mean, that's old school, new school, combination school, tough ass school. Nah, no, no. He wants to play another year. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's he was damn good here with the Dolphins, man. Nobody has anything bad to say uh, about the future Hall of Fame, no matter what anybody says, future Hall of Fame right. running back. He's, he's crazy good. Shaq. Yes, we appreciate your time, man. Best of luck coming up in Thanks, the next Shaq. couple weeks, the next couple months. I know it's yeah. going to be a big couple days for you and a big couple months for you, so uh, we're rooting for you. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Shaq. Shaq Quarterman going to make us all proud when he gets into the NFL, hopefully making us proud here in Miami playing for the home team. We'll have to see how the NFL draft goes. The Dan Levitard Show maybe doesn't always make you feel proud, but they always follow the Joe Rose Show weekdays from 10 to 1. Here's a little taste of what they're going to be dishing up in just a few minutes. What we do is we have to collect semen to artificially inseminate other birds. And we don't want to artificially, we don't want to chemically immobilize the birds. So the trick is to stimulate him to voluntarily donate the semen. So to do that, I have to kind of dress up like a female bird. I use kind of like a raincoat that has kind of like a head on it that looks like the bird. And then I have to do the dance in front of the bird because the dance is part of the, the courtship that stimulates the bird to want to reproduce. Uh... Zoo Miami's Ron McGill steps into the day spa. I mean, joins the Dan Lebetard show next on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. We listen to a little bit of Yoko Ono's music because today is her birthday. Some people absolutely love Yoko Ono. Beatles fans, not so much. Ah. Gotta love Dan Lebitard, though. He's on weekdays from 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. 
And today, even though it's not Monday, it kind of feels like a Monday. So we've got Stugat's Weekend Observations and Zoo Miami's Ron McGill checking in. It is time for Stugat's to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu. Dan, all it took was a single quarter. Some stakes, a little pride, a little ego, and boom. Just like that, the NBA All-Star Game is back. Dragons over the Vipers any given Saturday. Florida Gators, women's lacrosse, beating Maryland at Maryland. Statement game. I had no idea. Jose Altuve hired the PR firm of Carlos and Correa. Carlos Correa, not quite Greg Anderson, but Dan, you are a good friend. Robbed, not robbed, who cares? The problem is, it's Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr. If Aaron Gordon actually got robbed, I'm not certain I'd care. Oh, God. Uh, who would? Uh, All right. well, okay. Hey, telling me Aaron Gordon got robbed is like telling me some guy, Bill Mason from Kalamazoo, Michigan, got robbed and expecting me to care. <laughs> Tell me LeBron or Zion got robbed. Oh, oh. You know what I'll do, Dan? Yes. You know what I'll do? What will you do, Stugatz? I'll care, Dan. Yes. That's it. Yeah, the more famous you are, the more Stugatz care. Well, I mean, who cares? Okay. And Aaron Gordon got robbed. Yeah. We know he's not the best dunker in the NBA. None of them are participating. That's the problem. Derrick Jones Jr. Or Zach Levine. Or Bill Mason. But probably Zion Williams. Bill Mason of Kalamazoo, <laughs> Michigan. We don't know. New NBA All-Star format. Great idea. Right up until one of the All-Stars on a contending team gets seriously injured. James Harden is so immune to layups, he passed up on one to win the NBA All-Star game. Most shocking thing to happen over the weekend? Turning on the radio during our show yesterday, not knowing who the guest was, and learning quickly it was Tom Luganbill. Did you say immune to layups instead of allergic to layups? I think I did. Allergic? Anyway, Lugie. Sorry. They're Simmons. Talk about Ryan? <laughs> That's the Washington third baseman, Ryan Simmons. <laughs> Sim, Luganville was on our show yesterday. <laughs> After a big first week, Matt McGloin went 8 for 19 for 44 yards and two picks. You know what that means, Dan? Dan? It means he took a big step back. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I was going to say he fell back to earth. Oh, oh, yeah. oh wow. Could have been. Yeah, could have been. Yep. Mike Tomlin saying he would want the story to go away. And in the next breath, saying he would aggressively pursue legal action. <laughs> Mike Tomlin, the Stugats, uh-huh. is strong in you. By the way, we all agree. Anything Mike Tomlin pursues, he pursues aggressively. True. I didn't know goats... Could live 57 years. Happy belated birthday to Michael Jordan. The Diana Rossini, Matt McGloin interview is one of the many reasons I love the XFL. If I was in serious legal trouble and needed to hire an attorney, I would hire Mike Tomlin. Audience, everyone listen. I want you to close your eyes for a second. Imagine a black defensive end in the NFL accusing a white quarterback of calling him the N-word. Now imagine the white quarterback's name was Mason Rudolph. Imagine the white quarterback's head coach 
doing the research and defending Mason Rudolph on national TV to Stephen A. Smith. Now imagine the head coach was black. NASCAR, you're in big trouble when I no longer care about the Daytona 500. You just did Matthew McConaughey, like talking to the jury, and what, what, which was it? The firm? What was that? Which you movie was that? The firm. That was Tom yeah, Cruise. I, I mean, that's Thank a twenty-five dollar fine. It was Gene Hackman <laughs> down in the Cayman Islands. The I only mean. way Sugats can have any sort of racial conversation is through the prism of Matthew McConaughey. It is time to kill. It's yeah, true. yeah, that's right. The great American race. If I'm in the NBA, or if I ran the NBA, I'd experiment. With one NBA Finals game, first team to 120 wins. I finally realized why I dislike J.J. Watt. He's me. Cardell Jones, XFL MVP, collision course. 27 to nothing, Dan. They don't call him the defenders for nothing. Landry Jones can scoot. P.J. Walker, only playing on Sundays. Collision course. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. When Rob Manford heard the news that Justin (laughs) Turner said the only thing devaluing the World Series trophy is having the commissioner's name on it. Roy Williams, we get it. Your team stinks. Fix it. Kyrie Irving was voted as the next VP of the Players Union. I mean, who better to show fellow players how to make a lot of money by barely playing the sport they are paid to play. Mel Kuyper's latest mock has Jacob Eason to the Patriots. My latest mock also has Jacob Eason to the Patriots. And then Canton, Ohio, five years after he's done. Mel Kuyper has the Dolphins taking Justin Herbert. Reason? He could chuck it all over the field. It's true. It's a good reason. Reports. Lions. Like Tua. Dolphins. Like Herbert, regardless if two is there or not. Dan, you know what season it is? It's the lying season, Dan. By the way, the reporter who made that report got his news from a Dolphin representative who was dining at a restaurant called Smokescreen. You might beat the Battle Hawks, but you'll have to kill them first. That team plays hard, man. Mike, am I right? To the final whistle. To the 2017 Red Sox, who scored 11 runs in the ALDS and didn't score more than four in any one game, and who took part in the cheating the very next season, do me a favor, shut up. To the 2017 New York Yankees, who scored three runs in four road games in the ALCS, had a 3-2 series lead and lost to Charlie Morton in Game 7. Do me a favor. Shut up. To the 2017 Los Angeles Dodgers, who won a game in Houston in the World Series, lost two home games, including a loss in Game 7 to Charlie Morton. Do me a favor. Shut up. Charlie Morton's really good. It's, in a, funny name, Charlie no, Morton. it's a funny it's a name. name but it's it a is. funny name. But he's Charlie, like, he's known for being really good at these funny names. I know. It's a funny, it's a funny name. name. But it Charlie made me Morton. laugh. But. Report. Colorado wants to interview Brett Bielema. Question. Why? <laughs> Report. Bulls might part ways with Gar Foreman. The news here was Gar Foreman <laughs> is still running the Bulls. Yeah, that's true. Question. Is Gar Foreman... The only person 
in the history of the world named Gar. Put is, on the pole, Guillermo. Is Gar short for something? Is Gar Foreman the only person in the history of the world named Gar? One of the one of sports' great mysteries. Gar. Knicks are eyeing LaMelo Ball, which means they won't get him. Lightning. Oilers. Lord Stanley. Collision course. Sportsbook. Set the over-under on the amount of times the Astros get plunked at 83 and a half. Jesus Christ, man. Red Sox DH. J.D. Martinez said the Astros bashing is a bit much. That sounds like a man who, by far, had career highs in RBIs, batting average, and on-base percentage, and is awaiting the fate of the 2018 Red Sox cheating scandal. Joe Burrow on the Bengals. If they select me, they select me. Encouraging. If Rob Manfred doesn't fix his mistake and starts suspending some Astros players, there's going to be hell to pay, Dan. Speaking of hell, our prize. Dan, those are the weekend observations. Ron, I was hoping you would tell the audience this, which is the time that you dressed up as a giant oh. bird. You're six foot six. You've got a, a mustache, and you dressed up a giant as a giant bird to arouse another giant bird. I knew you were going to bring this up, Dan. Yeah, uh, you know, to get the bird, what we do is we have to collect semen to artificially inseminate other birds, and we don't want to artificially, we don't want to chemically immobilize the bird. So, the trick is to stimulate him to voluntarily donate the semen. So. To do that, I have to kind of dress up like a female bird. I use kind of like a raincoat that has kind of like a head on it that looks like the bird. And then I have to do the dance in front of the bird because the dance is part of the the courtship that stimulates the bird to want to reproduce. So after studying the dance, what I do is I kind of do the same dance and then the, the bird does the dance back to me. And at the appropriate time of the dance is when I just bend over and stand still so the bird can mount me. There's a little collection cup at the base of my back that I just kind of have to sit there and the bird you know, breeds me and makes a deposit in that little cup that then is collected by... It's not really funny. It's science. We're trying to save endangered species. Did you, did you question yeah. your life choices at that point? Did you... Dan, You're a Dan, strange no, bird. No, no. Dan, 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 we're trying to save endangered species. Okay. What? Dylan, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go ahead, Dylan. Hey, Ron. Uh, I live in California. Right before the last earthquake, all the birds started taking off right before it happened. Uh, how do they and other animals know it's going to happen before? Understand that an earthquake starts not necessarily right at where you're at. You're not usually at the epicenter of the earthquake. Uh, so they sense these tremors way before you sense them. Uh, understand that uh, these tremors, you know, even in water, fish do the same thing. They can sense things way before we as humans can sense them uh, because the, 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 those tremors travel long distances very quickly and way ahead of the time when you feel the, the strong one. So that's what they're sensing. They're sensing that uh, because they're hypersensitive to those types of environmental changes because it, that, that's what their survival depends on. Edwin, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go Go ahead, Edwin. Hey, guys, it's Edwin. Um, I was curious. My dog, who I let out every day, um, he looks at me dead in the eye every single time that he's pooping. And uh, I was just wondering what, what was going on with that. Why did that happen? You know, it's all speculative. It could be one of two things. The first thing is he's telling you, this is my territory. Look at me. I'm marking this. See, this is mine. I'm marking this. Or he's looking at you like, really? You're staring at me while I do this? It's one of those two. Pat Holmes. At Austin, you're on ESPN Radio, Austin. Go ahead. Uh, my question is, 
Something's getting into my trash, but I only live around squirrels and birds, but they're only getting out chicken wing bones, and I didn't think squirrels would want that, so what is it? Most likely raccoons or possums. They're the greatest trash raiders on the planet. They're found throughout the country, very, very common, very intelligent in the, in the respect that they can get into almost any kind of trash receptacle, and chicken bones are a love of theirs. Zach Elliott. Dan, you're on ESPN Radio. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, our cat likes to steal my girlfriend's socks and hide them. I didn't know if there was a reason that she did this or if she's just being a little bee. Thanks, Ron. Again, it's kind of like a territory thing. It's a possession thing. It's uh, announcing that she's kind of the head one. Urine is, 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 a, is a huge communicator for animals. That's how they communicate sexual reception. That's how they communicate dominance and territory. That's how they establish territory. And that's what that cat is doing. It's basically establishing herself uh, against or with someone who she may think is a competitor or conspecific. Zach Prescott. Steve, you're on with Ron McGill. Steve, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Just keep it moving, Ron. Hey, Ron. uh, This is Steve. I live off the shore of Lake Michigan, and this weekend I was watching the shore, and we had some seagulls. I was wondering, aren't they supposed to fly south for the winter, and what are they doing still in Michigan? Well, you know, it's one of a couple of reasons. The flight south could have been delayed or postponed simply because it didn't get as cold as uh, they thought it was going to get. You know, climate change is, is changing migration patterns of all kinds of animals, whether it be birds, whether it be butterflies, whether it be insects. These patterns are changing with climate change. So it's hard to say why those particular animals did not follow what was originally a normal migration route. Carson went. Jim, you're on ESPN Radio with Ron McGill. Go ahead, Jim. I grew up in PA close to Punxsutawney, obviously home to Punxsutawney Phil. We all know that's BS. Do we have any animals out there that can actually predict an early season or weather for that matter? Thank you. I don't think there's animals that can predict early seasons or weather for that matter. Uh, I do predict, I do think there are animals that can predict like when big storms are coming, hurricanes, for instance. I remember being down here in South Florida during Hurricane Andrew, and the day of Hurricane Andrew, it was beautiful. It was a breezy day, blue skies, puffy white clouds, yet I could not find a single native bird or native, native animal around the park that's normally full of them. And I thought that was interesting. Of course, that storm came in that evening. It was catastrophic. So there's something that told those animals to get out of Dodge. And I actually use those animals as an indicator to me uh, when I hear there's a hurricane warning. If I go out and I see that the, the, the birds are still around, I say, okay, a hurricane's coming, but it's not going to be as bad as it could possibly be, or maybe as they're predicting. If I see birds have gone out of town, I start to get really worried. Ron, I've seen a lot of products lately, CBD products for dogs. And I'm wondering, one, what your thoughts are on those, and two, if they're more effective than things like, you know, thunder jackets and stuff like that? Um, You know, I'm certainly not a doctor or veterinarian, so I don't know. Uh, I do know this, that there really aren't placebos for animals. So if you have an animal that is being treated with CBD and you see an improvement in its health, uh, it's not faking that. It's not a placebo. It doesn't think it's getting something that it's not. So, you know, the animal doesn't know that. So I tend to think that it, it, it does work. And I think we learn a lot from animals in the reactions they have to certain types of treatments for things that can be applied to human beings. So I, I, I look for animals for an honest, an honest expression of how something is working as opposed to being fooled by a placebo effect. Jamar Jackson. Jeremy, oh you're God. on ESPN wow. Radio, Jeremy, with Ron. Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go ahead. Uh, what's up, boys? What's up, Ron? I got a question. There's a lot of flooding where I'm at. I'm seeing a lot more water moccasins. Can they bite you while they're swimming in the water? Absolutely they can. That's a big misconception that water moccasins cannot bite when they're swimming or in the water. Uh, water moccasins, also known as cotton mouths uh, or black moccasins, can very easily bite when they're swimming in the water. That's how they catch a lot of their fish, as a matter of fact, sometimes. Kyle Murray. Dr. K, Mark. you're on ESPN Radio. 
with Ron McGill. Go ahead, Dr. K. What's up, guys? Dr. K from West Virginia. Uh, We've established that. I know, not not West Virginia. Come on now. With the plummeting bird population, uh, it's like, can we like get more awareness about this with the uh, increase in rodents and the towels? important they are to our environment. So am I worried about the decrease in bird? I guess so, yes. I don't know what yeah. happened. He was swallowed well, by it, some it, sort of sucking device yeah, kind of at the end of that. But, or he flushed a toilet day. or hit a bong. What was that? Something. I don't know what happened. I think he well, maybe the bottom hit a line bong. is we have lost 30% of our birds uh, in the world, and that's a huge, huge red flag because, like he was indicating, birds do control things from rodents to being seed dispersers, and uh, the fact that we're losing all of these species and these numbers uh, especially are, are something to be profoundly concerned about. I've heard those bubbles before. You know who else you need to be concerned about? Hawk and Crowder. They're concerned about Kenny Smith and the NBA All-Star Weekend. You'll hear from them next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hopefully this Tuesday slash Monday, depending on what yesterday was like for you, going very smooth, helping you get through some of that great audio that we have here on 560, the Joe, in case you missed any of it, or you want to hear it again, always go to the podcast, our website, wqam.com. Get them, listen, love them. You got to love the Hawk and Crowder Show their afternoons right here on the radio station. Earlier today, talking about Kenny Smith starting to piss Hawk off a little bit. NBA All-Star Weekend, bam! And the mecca of basketball. Oh yeah, and in the background you're hearing some Dr. Dre because yesterday, the great Michael Jordan's birthday. Today, the great Dr. Dre. Greats in different games, but still great nonetheless. Here is that great audio from Hawk and Crowder. NBA All-Star Weekend was amazing, except for Kenny Smith, who really got on my nerves. <laughs> who, like, who made him the... Uh, uh, he, like, uh, I agree with did you. Did you watch that TV? Yes. Kenny Smith seemed to think that he was... The main event. The, the main event yeah. and, like, the final word in everything that happened. Like, he's demanding Dwayne Wade walk off the set so that there's not a tie. And, like, Dwayne Wade's not even arguing with him. And I, and I don't understand. Kenny Smith's like, okay, well, you got to walk out. you got to walk off because that way we have a tie. We've we've had enough. And it's like, what, who made you the game show guy in uh, in that Avengers movie, Jeff Goldblum? Remember he was the game show guy and yes. the war had to fight in that thing? And <laughs> Jeff Goldblum made all the rules because he was like, who made him that guy? It was annoying. But he's on TNT. He like, he. I'm he fine was the with veteran that. voice of the NBA on and, that set. And I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. he's making all these, like, edicts. Like, hey, we're all enjoying the, the slam dunk competition. We're all enjoying it. Yes. I'm sorry if you got bored of it. But, like, we're all enjoying it. So whatever the league decides they want to do with the winner, the league will decide. Like, like you're out here making all these de- demands, and now you got to walk off the set, and, and this is ridiculous. Get out of here, Kenny Smith. And the drama is what we want. Yes. That's what was getting to me about all these arguing. Like, this arguing is great for All-Star Weekend. And and especially because it's not arguing about how bad it became. It was arguing about Aaron Gordon and and Derrick Jones Jr. and how great the dunk competition was. And we always argue about how bad a tie is. This is America. There's winners and losers. Right. So we have to decide a winner and loser. The drama of that. The drama of everything. The drama of the All-Star. I love the new rules. The quarter-to-quarter scoring and they figure it out. Bro, they did an awesome job. But I'm with you. I don't think anyone... 
sat down Kenny and explained to him like, what like, this was going to be. Kenny Smith, if he's writing yes. Apollo 13, is like, oh, enough of the re-entry stuff already. Like, like, no, that's the <laughs> drama. What are you doing? I didn't even know where you were going, but I am 100% in agreement with you. No, but you just said, like, which is so right on, you want drama. Yes. It, you, you want the end to be like, oh, my God, is it this way? Is it that way? I can make a case for this. I can... Kenny Smith is out here going, no, 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 no. Enough with this great dunk competition. It's got to be over. I need you to walk off stage, Dwayne Wade. And I'm like, can you shut the bleep up, please? Yeah. Yes. Watching it with my wife and kid were riveted by by All Star Saturday Night. I God Lee, that guy annoyed me. I, I, he was oh Aaron. I want I want airplane mode. Like once he started up, I was like Derrick Jones Jr. was a thousand times better than Aaron Gordon. By the way, uh, bro. But all right, maybe not. I, I, a thousand I, I was times gonna say better. a thousand times better. Like they had me thinking, but I had to snap out of it and say, bro, I I have to decide on this. Like I tried to look at it from a judge perspective. Sure, because I I fell in the fan mode. I was enjoying athleticism. It was great. I was. In enjoying athleticism. It and was great. I, that's why I laugh when you say, Kenny, because I was saying, Kenny, shut up. Like, I'm enjoying this athleticism. Like we're watching oh. a competition come down to the end. Do these two guys that are not even arguably the best two dunkers in the world, they might have to do another one? Oh, for Let shame. Yeah. Let them dunk again. So crazy Let them go into me. their repertoire. Let this man do a reverse under the leg, will kneel between the legs. They were pulling out some stuff that was stupid. It was crazy. And I loved it. Now, now, uh, Aaron Gordon's dunk over Taco Fall was not a 50. I'm no, sorry. No. That dunk was playing chicken in the pool where you hop on someone's shoulders and then you have a little fight or whatever. He hopped on his shoulders. He was playing that old leapfrog game. Yeah. Where you put, like, that was not a 50 dunk. Sorry, Derrick Jones Jr.'s dunks were all, the one where he jumped over Bam, yeah. he cleared him. Didn't touch him. He cleared him. And they have a picture of Bam smiling. And then they're like, well, Taco Fall, he's 7'6". Well, sorry, but you didn't clear it, so don't jump a guy who's 7'6". Don't pick the wrong guy. I mean, why am I so angry? You know what? Because that the the if you watch that without commentary, it was better than watching it with commentary. Yeah, because Kenny Smith started was, to ruin it for everybody. Was trying to kill exactly what we watched it for. Yes, you're watching for drama. You're watching it for it to come down not to a dunk off because neither person's able to make a dunk in a minute, and so now you got it. Like you're watching it for this particular reason. The dunks are so good that the judges cannot figure out who the winner is. And so then they have another dunk. And those dunks are so good, the judges can't figure out who the winner And Kenny Smith is there ruining every minute of it. Let's wrap this up. What? Wrap it up? <laughs> I made plans to be on my couch Saturday night. I, like, I want this to go on forever. Let's wrap this up. God. It was some that whole weekend, man. And as a Heat fan, too. That was great. With Bam. With airplane mode, with what Jimmy and what Bam was, even Bam in the All Star game, like Bam, Bam came out was showing out. Bam's legit. I had no thought that he was going to win the skills competition. No. We'd have bet him if he did. He was plus twelve hundred. Oh. We bet Duncan Robinson to win the three point contest. We bet Derrick Jones Jr. to win.
win the dunk contest. I'd have put 50 bucks, 50 bucks on BAM to win the skills competition. Would have paid $600. Oh, I didn't believe in it. Plus 1200 We We poo-pooed it last we week. We were like, nah, big man can't win this. Came down to all big men. And then BAM was on the TNT. Did you see him talking to Charles yes. and Kenny and them? He was like, oh, the pass is tough. Like, this is a tough competition. I was like, damn, BAM. BAM don't believe in itself. BAM is that dude. He had skills, and man. Knocking the down the guy. threes. Like, man. And I don't know. I got killed on Twitter about us criticizing the big guys in the skill competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed out. Oh. They showed out. NBA is changing. Which shows you big guys can shoot threes now. Like the notion that, well, there's a a shooting component to it. So uh, it was – Dwayne Wade even said when Bam was coming down to make that first three, Dwayne Wade's like, yeah, here's where he's going to fall into a problem, though. He can't shoot. Swish. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. That is right. The Heat showed out in Chicago for the NBA All-Star Weekend. Now it's time to finish the season strong. Thursday night, they get back in action. Very excited about that. That'll about do it for the best of the Joe Show. Want the podcast? Relive all the great memories. Or if you missed anything, simple, wherever you get your podcast for free. Radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Any questions, hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, running back the best with the best of the Joe Show, right here on 560 The Joe WQAM. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.